Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Yellow Card. It's been another exciting and action-packed week from a Premier League perspective and there are a lot of talking points. Devain, it's anyone's best guess. Where do you want to start? Because there's so much to talk about. There was so much wonderful football. I think we can probably go right into the action and talk about both the Manchester clubs. Let's start where the sky is blue because Manchester City are definitely running away with it. Having said that, they suffered a shock defeat to a 10-man Leeds United. Hey, Chirag, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. Very good weekend of football and quite enjoyable. Couple of key interesting matches and yes, right right away, as you said, Manchester City probably have the league in the bag already. But then a surprise, surprise loss against Leeds United. That also after Leeds United at the stroke of halftime or just before halftime went down to 10 men. And uh, despite that, they, they were in the lead in the first half. City came back in the second half to get the equaliser and a late goal from Dallas who got a brace, I think, in that match to secure the win for Bielsa and his team. It was a fantastic game to watch as well. So, good fun. But I just fear that now I think City are ideally setting themselves up for a loss in the Champions League as well. They didn't. They weren't at the best midweek when uh, they played uh, Borussia Dortmund. They came out with a win, 2-1. But they still considered that away goal and they, they have now to go to Dortmund and they would probably need a good performance to go through on that front. So it's an interesting time for Manchester City. Oh, definitely interesting. And and uh, since you brought up that game against Dortmund, remember that Dortmund probably should have had another goal because the Judd Bellingham goal in the Champions League match actually should have probably stood. And oh, I think the referee called it uh, called a foul against Bellingham when it was anything but a foul. And my opinion is City were lucky to get away with that one, but we'll see how it goes tonight. As far as I'm concerned, they're still too strong and I would see them passing the quarterfinals this time and moving on to the semis. From, from um, the match against uh, Leeds, when we want to talk about it, yeah, it was really interesting because first of all, when Leeds went down to 10, it was actually a tackle that was not required because they had just taken the lead, I think. And two minutes later, uh, a, a reckless sat- tackle, so to say, to to get Leeds down to 10 men. But uh, yes, never been happier that they could actually uh, withstand the uh, onslaught from City. I actually had Dallas in my fantasy league team. So a brace from him uh, it did no harm to me, that's for sure. But uh, I also think that it's, it's really a matter of time. It's fine that they you know, ended up uh, losing. They had to lose at some point, I guess, and it's fine because there was not a lot at stake during this match. So it it sets them up beautifully for them to still take the charge on all four, for all four trophies. Might as well get the loss out of a way where it's not significant. Yeah. So good going from City then, but let's move on to the other side of Manchester then. Very difficult to predict Manchester United or just as per plan for them, going down away from home and then coming back and winning the match comfortably in the end and deservedly so. A critical loss for Tottenham in their top four ambitions. What do you have to say about that, Chirag? Well, actually, I have a lot to say about that match. Uh, of course, they can't be less said in any of our episodes because of Jose and, uh, or rather, Jose, the way he is. And uh, I think, yes, typical from Manchester United to go down 1-0. But having said that, they probably should have been one up with Cavani's goal. I, if you actually look at that replay, I don't think that you can say that McTominay actually stuck a 
his hand out or, or in, into the or face or into the eyes of, of Son. And I wouldn't really have seen Son going down like that for starters. And then VAR actually pulling this back saying, look, you know what? It's a foul because uh, McTominay is taken down Sonny. And I, I, I don't see it like that at all. So definitely a lot of, a lot of talk also around that because uh, despite the fact that I think it was a convincing Man United victory after that, they came back, scored three goals and United all the way in my books uh, from Jose's point of view, a couple of things. First of all, I don't understand why he's trying to deflect from a, a loss because he actually brought up that point because Ole said, look, the way Son went down, if it was my son, something to the effect of he wouldn't really have got food that night. Uh, Mourinho took it very personally and said, look, uh, no matter what, uh, it doesn't matter what, but everybody would get food for me. And, and it's really lucky that... Uh, uh, Son has a father that is not like Ole and to make matters more interesting uh, uh, Solskjaer's son has commented <laughs> uh, against Mourinho's comments making it clear that uh, and assuring the general public that he gets food on his plate every night <laughs> and uh, I, I think uh, all said and done this is just really deflecting from the fact that uh, Spurs suffered a loss it was a comprehensive loss. I think it was the first time that Mourinho has actually suffered 10 defeats in a campaign. Uh, another thing of note is I really don't understand a strategy over here. And I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Bale has been in good form coming up to the international break. He played in the games at the international break, so I can understand that you didn't want to play him off the cuff right after an international break. But he continues to be on the bench. And that's doing only harm to both Pale and Spurs. And it's really probably setting the tone for Mourinho to get sacked. So I don't really know the intention and the reasoning behind his team selection. I, I it, it, It's really confusing for me, it's a little appalling as well. Delhi Ali has also started playing well. He doesn't pick him either. So I'm very, very confused at the strategy that is being used by Mourinho. And uh, while on one hand, I seem to love him. On the other, I seem to think that the man has just gone crazy and it is time for him to bid goodbye to Spurs very soon. I mean, I think maybe it was uh, Bale's comments about, you know, coming to Tottenham just to get fit and warmed up for the Euros that probably could have triggered, you know, something between Mourinho and Bale. But uh, eventually, I don't know. I mean, we don't know. If you were a manager, it's probably a wise decision to have your best players on the field rather than sitting on the bench. So that's just, I think, the basics. But let's talk about Manchester United for a bit. There, there was some definite fire in them, especially in that second half, uh, especially from Cavani and Pogba and Fred, who really stood up and made themselves count and got the goals. And overall, I think it was a well-deserved win for Manchester United, especially that second half. Oh, absolutely. No question about it. Pretty much agree with your comments and have honestly not much to add there, the pain. So we can probably move on to another match. How about we talk about your very own Arsenal thumping Sheffield United 3-0. A comprehensive victory. Again, pretty much as far as I'm concerned, predictable with Arsenal because they have been anything but predictable and anything but <laughs> consistent from this season's perspective. So it was predictable that based on their past performances or the past couple of performances, they would come out and have a comprehensive victory. Yes, but uh, nonetheless, a much-needed performance, much-needed victory. Although it's against Sheffield United, it would still be expected. But snapping that four-match winless streak is probably very critical, especially going into the Europa League fixture this week, where they're going away to Slavia Praha and have to win, and probably have to win to you know make it through. 
So much needed performance, great performance from uh, Lacazette. I think he's been cri- criticized quite a lot this season and in the past seasons as well because he's not lived up to the kind of potential that one can see in matches like these where he you know can score goals, can be very effective in the play build up play as well. A much needed performance from him as well. He's been at least in the second half of the season. He's probably been a star for Mikel Arteta and Arsenal. Absolutely, couldn't agree with you more. Moving on, what are your thoughts on Chelsea as they put four past Palace? So again, looking good, moving along rather easy for Chelsea and Thomas Tuchel. Uh, and, and of course, one does think that they'll easily uh, go into the next round of the Champions League as well. So what are your thoughts right now and how are they looking as far as their top four chances go? Oh Yeah, they. I mean, they had... An off game, I think you can now call it an off game. The previous weekend, after that, they've gone to the Champions League, pulled off a good performance, a 2-0 comfortable victory. Then they've come in here against Crystal Palace. And in the first 30 minutes, they were three goals up. 30 minutes or so, they were three goals up already. And then after that, it was just, you know, I, I think they could have got more. But I think they were pretty much disinterested after that having that comfortable three-goal advantage. So, eventually a 4-1 victory, pretty much one-sided for uh, Chelsea and very good performance. So, they, they are in good stead going forward. Oh, absolutely. And to make matters a little worse for Leicester, they sh- suffered a, a, a loss, if I'm not mistaken. And it's it's not really looking too good for them, is it, right now? Definitely not looking too good for them. I think it was... This was the kind of thing that we were worried about a few episodes back when we were discussing whether Leicester can actually hang on. And it happened last year. It's looking like it's about to happen this year again, where a late surge from the 5th and 6th place side and a drop-off from Leicester means they they probably miss out on that top four. But they lost to West Ham and West Ham in typical fashion as well. Going up three goals, then conceding two goals, just like they have been doing uh, in the past couple of weekends. So, it's looking difficult for uh, Leicester. They had some trouble within their squad for with people breaking the curfew. Uh, and those players obviously not being available. Ayose Perez, Madison and I think a couple more who are also key players for Leicester. But I think the star of the show was obviously Jesse Lingard, who no doubt with his performance is now getting attention from PSG, Real Madrid and the like. Absolutely and deservedly so, because his performances ever since coming on loan to West Ham have been absolutely scintillating. I don't think that anyone, including him, could have predicted that he would be in this type of form. So definitely kudos to him. He deserves to be where he is and he's actually propelled West Ham into that top four and is probably keeping them there to a great extent. So it remains to be seen, of course, whether in the last seven games they actually managed to stay there. But uh, they're definitely in with one of the best chances they probably can remember. They probably have less pressure than the others because nobody actually expects them to actually sustain a top four position. Having said that, Dipain, I, I think I would definitely want to know your thoughts, who you fancy for the third and fourth position. But before we get there, let's talk about the Scousers because Liverpool barely escaping through by the edge of their teeth because it, it, it's really, I think it was average football to say the least. Very honestly, if I'm going to be brutally honest, even though I am a Liverpool fan, I wasn't really elated with the performance at all. They went 1-0 down. Yes, they stuck it out and a scruffy first goal, I would say. And then uh, Alexander-Arnold saving the day. And uh, it was literally like he's had a topsy-turvy one week because he had a fantastic last weekend. We praised him to the skies on our podcast and there we go. 
Uh, literally, it was he really had a howler during the midweek Champions League. But again, this weekend proving exactly why he's so important to the Liverpool side and why he could make a potential, potentially a very very big difference to the England side at at the Euros. Yeah, absolutely. Trent Alexander Arnold. We we all know what he can do going forward. The trouble he has is when on the defensive side. Well, both sides probably showed up within that week where the poorest side of his defensive side came out and the strongest aspects of his attacking side came out so it's it's probably you know people are always divided on him for a 22 year old to be under such scrutiny every game is probably very harsh but that's what happening he's getting the kind of scrutiny that probably only you know a messi or a ronaldo or a, a i guess lewandowski get every game in game out but in he's an asset to any team from what i see i mean he's just he just has to be in your side if he's there as part of your squad he has to be in 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 your side because he just brings so much to the table absolutely the pain he definitely deserves to be part of gareth southgate side that's for sure so uh, hopefully he'll be in a fine way in a form come the euros now a couple of questions that i'd like to ask you first of all who have you got in your top 4 because obviously the top two sides are both the manchester clubs i think that is going to be fairly clear now but for 3 and 4 you have i think it's four points separate 3 4 5 and 6 so you have leicester at 56 points west ham at 55 Chelsea at fifty-four and Liverpool at fifty-two. Who do you pick out of these four sides to be third and fourth? See, I know, I know that you are going to pick Liverpool in that top four, so I'll probably avoid Liverpool from that top four. And uh, I, I really hope that West Ham do make it through, and they can. I think so. I'm going to go with West Ham and Chelsea. Wow! So you have Leicester dropping down again and so out of the Champions reason, League. One reason because Leicester dropped down is because the last three matches are Manchester United, Chelsea, and Tottenham. So that's uh, quite a rough end to the campaign, and they seem to be already. you know cooling off a little bit i couldn't agree more i i do have them missing out on champions league football as well <laughs> although i don't think west ham will be able to keep on sustaining the pace that they have so yes i have chelsea and liverpool coming third and fourth and sneaking in and and make no mistake about it uh, even though i'm a liverpool fan liverpool are not playing good football i just think that with their run in if they find even a little sliver of form that they found last year in last season they'll definitely make it in because like you talk about leicester's last three matches comparatively to the general top 6 i think liverpool have other than manchester united which they play i think uh, early may they have a much more favorable run as compared to the other general top 6 so i would think that no matter what they would probably be able to get themselves into that uh, top 4 especially if one of their four strikers finds form so i'm i'm counting that between salah mane firmino and jota someone's going to come good and is going to get us a a, a rich win is going to be in rich, a rich vein of form and get us a good number of goals to see us scrape through into that top four it will also help that you will not have european football after this week <laughs> <laughs> well i wish i could say otherwise because honestly tonight we probably or, or i sorry tomorrow night we probably need something like a a game that 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 we had against barcelona and remember that at the moment it's without the fans so i honestly don't see it i think real madrid are in scintillating form they to be truthful hammered liverpool last week they were in such sublime form that they even beat barcelona over the weekend and uh, honestly i don't see it any other way i would still see them actually 
uh, with a win against Liverpool. So no, no question about that. From a, as a fan, I definitely hope that they can they can switch it around. But uh, the smart money is definitely not on it. Let's just say that. Yeah, and Real Real Madrid have done really well last couple of uh, games. I think they beat Barcelona, they beat Liverpool, and they are doing it without uh, their two centre backs in. Uh, Sergio Ramos and Rafael Varane and doing it without Eden Hazard. So, I think Zinedine Zidane is not getting his due credit, but uh, they're doing quite well. So, for the Champions League, I think they'll move forward to meet Chelsea. Chelsea have a comfortable 2-0 away win. And uh, as predicted against Porto, they, they were the clear favourites and they put they just showed why in that match. Any thoughts on Bayern versus PSG? It was a surprise. Uh, I was really surprised PSG got that victory 3-2. But the num- sheer number of chances Bayern Munich had. After that first half, I probably was getting late and I wanted to sleep. But I could not take my eyes off that match because the sheer number of chances that Bayern Munich were creating... With every move that they were making, it was, it was just stunning. And I think had Lewandowski been playing uh, in that previous uh, leg, they would have probably had six or seven goals. Having said that, they still don't have Lewandowski for this leg as well. But I would still pr- think that Bayern will do enough to get through. It's interesting because they're down 3-2 and they're going to play in Paris tonight. So it remains to be seen what happens. Another couple of questions, especially for all the sports fans out there. And I've got two questions. Number one, do you think Mourinho will still be the manager at Spurs next season? And number two, do you think Kane is going to stay at Spurs next season? The thing with Kane is it really doesn't depend on anything else except you know who can afford him. If, uh, if there is a reasonable uh, offer, I think Harry Kane will want to go and uh, the club would eventually have to sell him. Jose Mourinho, I don't know if he's going to stay on, but I don't think he really deserves to because going by the season and a half that Tottenham have had, uh, it's not really something... They're neither playing good football nor they're getting the results. So, there's just, just nothing happening out there. All right. So, you didn't actually answer in yes or no. But I'm going to make it very easy for the Spurs fans. Uh, no, Mourinho will not be there next season. He will get fired. And no, Kane, unfortunately, will not be there se- next season because someone or the other will lap him up because Kane will be desperate to win trophies now that he's probably in the prime of his career right now. Or oh, it's 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 probably the pretty much the correct time for his move, I think. Who, who do you think he'll go to? Which club would, looks like a likely option? Oh, well, well he'll definitely uh, uh, fit in really well at City. I... I I probably only wouldn't buy him if I were Guardiola, only for the simple reason that I think Haaland is probably a better long-term fit. But I think he'd probably serve City well for a good three, four seasons. So uh, definitely, I think that is that is a match made in heaven. While Haaland, in certain cases, could be seen to be as still developing, I think Kane is the current uh, best, and I would say yes, uh, City. I I don't know what. A more scary thought, Kane at City or Haaland at City? Well, Dipane, I think that's all for tonight. It's been another wonderful episode. Lots of talking points. Thanks everyone for tuning in and listening. See you on the other side. Cheers. Good night. Cheers.